0: Welcome to a special episode of the G-Man Show. I'm the G-Man, Ron Gerard, and we are on Runway 20 being cleared for left off on the mothership of social media. As is our custom, we post every Monday. However, it's our mission to stay abreast of breaking news and special events. So I'm posting a second time this Monday. Today, we honor the life and competitive spirit of St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame player Lou Brock, who passed away Sunday at the age of 81. A quick story here. When I interviewed Lou Brock over 25 years ago, my father was also on the field as a photographer, which was his profession. After I did several interviews with old timers prior to the game, I noticed my dad in the corner of the dugout. He was speaking with Lou Brock. Well, when they concluded their meeting, I asked my father, I said, what were you discussing? And he told me Lou was asking him questions about his camera. They must have been talking for at least 20 minutes. You know, that says a lot to me, a great deal about Lou Brock. A great player on a ball field, a Hall of Famer, and he's interested in speaking with someone about what they did. I thought about my father this weekend when the news broke about Lou Brock's passing. And I'm hopeful after that chance meeting years ago, they run into each other again. When the Chicago Cubs traded Lou Brock to the Cardinals in 1964 for pitcher Ernie Brolio, many called the deal a steal for Chicago. But the man who would help define base stealing during the 1960s and 70s ended up stealing the show. In 1974, Brock stole a record-setting 118 bases, and in 1977, he broke Ty Cobb's all-time stolen base record of 892. Brock led the National League in stolen bases for eight seasons and he played in three World Series with the Cardinals. In 1967 against Boston, he hit 414 and scored eight runs along with stealing seven bases as the Redbirds defeated the Red Sox in seven games. Brock finished his 19-year career with 938 stolen bases and a batting average of .293. In 1979, Lou Brock became only the 14th player to reach 3,000 hits in his career, finishing with 3,023. And he hit 149 home runs while driving in 900 runs. His number 20 jersey was retired by the Cardinals in 1979. And in 1985, he was elected to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot.
1: Lou Brock, Lou... uh over 3,000 hits, but everybody knows you as a stolen base. Uh, one of the great Ricky Henderson overtook you, but I, I think that's kind of, that's just numbers. Uh, you were the guy that really established you and Maury Wills. Uh, that year of 118 still stands. Uh, was that 74? Uh, what was that like for you that season, that going going for the record?
2: Well, I don't know as much of going for the record and as much as the Cardinals had instituted it. A- what we know today as a stolen base, offensive-driven, I should say a stolen base-driven offensive team. And we started day one with that. Uh, Of course, at the end of the season, we were half game out of first place, so we sustained. But it came late in my career, I was 35 years old at the time, and I asked the question, why do you do this when I was 23, when you could withstand the the beating and the high tension that goes with that?
1: Yeah, uh, that was a thing that you were, it takes a tremendous toll on your body and yet you had a you know a long career uh was it special conditioning that kept you in shape to put up with all that
2: well i think in a sense i think it's misleading uh, most of the time people think a stolen base artist get beat up but he really doesn't i think in a sense it's depend on the depends on that player's body uh, i think the the fact that mario wills got beat up on the bases not by the wear and tear of running. He got beat up based on big guys hitting on him, pouncing on him. We learned from Maury. We went in feet first, slide slide hard, get that infield out of there so he doesn't tag you hard. Maury, on the other hand, everybody was out to get him. He was a little guy, 5'8, weighed 145 pounds. And uh, when you get beat up by the first baseman, second baseman, wearing 220, uh, you're going to hurt. So some of us who came along a little later were a little larger than Maury. We could withstand we'll that pounding, and we had a uh, a, a recourse, and that was a hard slide.
1: The 3,000 hits has to be—I mean, that's just an unbelievable uh, milestone. To, you must—you must be as equally proud.
2: Well, all I know, there every guy that's gotten 3,000 hits certainly wind up in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, I got 3,000 hits; I wind up in the in, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, people seem to think that I could have had credentials to be be be, be honored either way as a shot at the Hall of Fame. One was the stolen base area, one was the hit area, and the other one was the performance in World Series. So uh, I might have been three different type of players, and people generally to this day do not know. They approach me and they say, well, here's a guy who stole bases. Oh, here's a guy who got 3,000. Oh, here's a guy who holds all the records in World Series. But the fact is, they're still the same person. So uh, that's one of those type things.
1: 391 in those three series. Uh, uh, In 64, 67, and 68, uh, was there a particular favorite
2: uh, one of those? I think it's all three combination. I look at, I think the last two, you had 25 hits in those 14 games, uh, established all kinds of hit records, uh, some still stand today, slugging percentages. I think if that was a, a utopia, uh, the peak of your career, that things happen, to happen well, it was in those last two World Series. First World Series, certainly I left the Cubs in the middle of the season. and the fall, I found myself in the World Series. I had a good series, batted three hundred. Cars beat the Yankees, but 6-7, uh, to nothing tops that. Well, listen, we appreciate you
1: taking some time out. One of the uh, great players of your era, Lou Brock, and uh, one of the great
0: all-around players. Uh,
1: best of luck to you.
0: Thank you. The great Lou Brock. I know in my heart he's safe at home. Remember, be on the lookout for our next post as we present... Brooklyn Dodger pitcher Ralph Branca and his role in baseball's timeless drama, The Shot Heard Round the World. Until we touch him up next time, keep your hands up, your chin down, shoot the jab, and don't make me look for you. Peace, stay safe, and thanks for listening.